from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Well, when we're right as a show, the show wins. And it's important to note that because sometimes we disagree on things. And when we disagree on things, but Harry's wildly right, I'm just going to ride those coattails. Because yesterday, as we finished our show, I was definitive. I was certain. I was positive of one thing. That the Kings would absolutely put the nail in the coffin of the Warriors. And my God, was I wrong. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. And I'm just sitting back, you know. I, I, I There's this big boardroom where we film or we, we meet for SportsCenter on Snapchat, right? So we've got all these huge TVs in front of us. And we don't have the sound on each of them because, you know, technology won't allow that. So one of the producers, big hockey fan, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm in there. And of all things, I'm watching just Tampa Bay. I'm watching the lightning just get destroyed. I'm listening to the Lightning uh, as I'm just keeping a side eye on the NBA game, Harry. And all of a sudden, as I look over at the NBA game, I realize that things are not going my way. Because I boldly said as we finished yesterday that Sacramento was going to absolutely finish, finish him for the Warriors. I thought this thing would be done. And I looked over and I was like, yeah, this isn't going well. And I knew it wasn't going well when I watched three straight drives where De'Aaron Fox just cuts to the lane, has a beautiful attempt, and it just hits the side of the room and goes, boink. Right on out. The the Kings never looked in sync. You're right. The Warriors look like they can shoot again. You're right. The Kings look like they had no idea <laughs> how to make a shot from the outside. You were right. And my God, was I wrong. And now this series is 2-1. to one. And if I'm Sacramento, I am puckered up. Well, I think the thing, the things that really stood out to me when it came to Sacramento and from their perspective is that, number one, their rookie, Keegan Murray, and I, and I kind of touched on him a little bit this week and was like, man, I want to see how he's going to play against the Golden State Warriors in that environment, and I hope it's not too big for him. Oh, but was it oh so ever big for him? He went two for seven, one for five for three, only had six points, was in foul trouble the entire night. Also, when you look at the Sacramento Kings in their bench, they didn't get much. They didn't get much at all. They were five for 27 as a team from their bench, that's 18%. They shot 24% from three. And they also allowed so many second chance points that it gave, you know, the Golden State Warriors extra possessions. And if you're playing this team and you have an opportunity to, to kick them while they're down, you have to do so. You can't have these lapses. Late in the game, I think, I'm going to say fourth quarter, there was a shot by Steph that rimmed out. And there were a couple of guys around the opportunity to get the rebound. None of them could do it. Immediately, the board was grabbed, I think by Wiggins, who then turned around and immediately popped it back to Curry, who in stride makes a three. And just when you thought this thing might get close because it was about six points at the time, it went back to nine. And before you know it, it's to 12 and it's to 15. Like every time Sacramento tried to get this thing under control, to your point, they were out-efforted, they were out-hustled, they were outplayed by the Warriors across the board. And there was just a edge I don't want to say anger but there was an edge to everything Steph did like we're used to Steph being all happy go lucky even when he's making the shots we're used to the shimmy we're used to that he didn't have that last night no he had like a focused edge to everything he did that was palpable man like you could feel through the screen that he was playing angry you know what I call it I call it tunnel vision and you know 
Steph Curry understood the circumstances, right? He understood if those if they went down 3-0, it wasn't going to be good for him. So he had to do any and everything in his power to make sure this team was willing to a win. Uh, a win. 36 points, shot 50% from the three-point line, uh, made all of his free throws. Really, really time and time again made big baskets. Andrew Wiggins, man, I was impressed with him. Another 20-point game. But you want to know who, to me, outside of Steph Curry, who was the player of the game for me? I know who you're going to say. Tell Kayvon yep. Looney. Mm. 20 rebounds, 9 assists. He only had 4 points, but you talk about being able to put your stamp on a basketball game without scoring. That's how you do it. The offensive rebounds, he had 9 of them. He ended up with 20. 20 rebounds, but the 9 assists is what impressed me. That means he gave his his uh, Golden State Warrior teammates opportunities to make you know, baskets off of, off of offensive rebounds, and it paid dividends. Moses Moody came off the bench and hit 13 points, had two big threes in that game and kept the team, you know, in striking distance um, early on in that ball game. So I just think when you look at the Golden State Warriors, they were playing with this desperation, desperation to win a game because they knew if they would have lost it, it probably would have been over as a, as, as a series. Uh, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. This is what Steph said at the press conference afterwards on playing through these distractions. I mean, you bottle up all of that noise uh, and the potential, like, distractions of, you know, Draymond being out, what the, the narrative is or whatever. You bottle all that up, and all it is is just a sense of pride and of who we are capable of being um, and coming with the right energy to, to kind of prove that we, you know, ha- can can create some life for ourselves. So... I mean, pretty bluntly, if we lost this game, it's pretty much over. So you got to understand the moment. And we gave ourselves life. Harry, I was thinking about... No, you stop right there. You stop Mm. right there. Yes. Mm. Because I believed in this team, man, because time and time again, when this run started for this core group, they overcame adversity, right? And they were without, you know, one of their, you know, top dogs and Draymond Green who anchored their defense. I believed in them, but not everybody else did. Devin, can you proceed for me, please? And tomorrow afternoon when we come to air, I am certain of one thing. The Sacramento Kings will have a three-game-to-nothing lead, and all day tomorrow the conversation will be, is this the death Ooh. of the Warriors dynasty? Warriors! 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 Through adversity, they shine like a star. And I'm here to tell you, you count them out again, and I'm going to have to get on here, and I'm going to have to get you, my man. I'm going to have to do it to you. I'm still counting them out of this series. The Kings are winning the series at this point. Like We're we're certain of that, aren't we? Are we not certain? Warriors. Warriors. You do realize that they only win this series if they win a game in Sacramento, and all they've shown us is that they can't shoot in Sacramento, which mirrors what they did in the regular season, too. I feel good about this. Like, you're going to be up here next week. I think we should place a little wager. A little, little wager. Little, uh, little, little, you, you, you watch the movie Friday, right? Of, of course. Yeah, it's, Pops, Mr. Jones. You ain't you know got no said, job. I don't give a damn. Mm. <laughs> Warriors. You know, I believe in them. I, I, I believe in them. This is, this is an opportunity for us to, uh, you know what, the show staff bet here. Uh, Harry and I, I will take moving forward now where, where we are in this series right now. 
I will take the Kings to win the series. If I am right, then you buy a bucket of wings from J. Tim's for the show staff one uh, one Friday. I'll go pick them up. I'll bring them in. If the Warriors win the series, I'll buy the bucket of wings. We in on this? Like you, we we Let's put do it. we putting some wings. Like you know this show and Let's wings. Do it. Like this. okay, okay. Bucket of J. Let's Tim's is now on the line for for the for the show staff. So Evan and Devin, you have no skin in this game. You just but get you to eat you do wings. realize now. You do realize we haven't got that monster game from Clay Thompson yet. You do realize that now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, okay. uh, they better get it in tomorrow night because we also we, we we know one thing definitively. You know, usually usually Clay likes to wait to Game Six. You know, we, they they nickname them Game Six Clay for a reason, which is fine because Game Six will be in Golden State, and then they'll go back to Sacramento for Game Seven, where they'll get that ass kicked because they can't do anything when they in and home. Are we so sure my, it's going to get to Game Six, Clay? So, so my grandmother, my grandmother, my mom's mom, uh, Olivia Taylor, she loves loves her some Golden State Warriors. And when my brother went out there and played, that made her love him even more. But she talks about the words. I talked to her the other day for about 40 minutes, and the, probably 30 minutes of the conversation was about Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. So, Grandma, I'm with you right here, Grandma. Warriors. Warriors, get ready to pay for that J. Tim's, man. Uh, look, uh, here's the thing, Grandma. You can pick whether uh, Harry's buying the wings with blue cheese or ranch because he's buying the wings at the end of the day. So, you know, I, here's what I know. The show staff's going to eat well. It's going to be delightful. Either way it goes. What, what, Devin, Devin, what was I that? can get down with both, but, if you, I mean, this will start a huge debate. But if you're going to ask, it's blue, it's blue cheese. cheese. It's yeah, blue for, cheese with, with oh rings. Yeah, it's always blue cheese. Oh Are you a ranch goodness. guy, Harry? Evan, what, what, what do you like, Evan? Ranch. Okay, thank Ranch you. Ranch is just so, glorified mayonnaise. Somebody has mayonnaise some sense. That's another thing. Can we get, I want callers on blue cheese or ranch. What, what is better, blue cheese or ranch? That's what I want callers on wings now. specifically or just? Yes, actually, oh, chicken wings. E- chicken either wings. way, either way, ranch is trash. Blue cheese is well, actually good. I wouldn't good. go that far. You lost ranch your damn mind. I'm picking blue ranch cheese first, lost but your if damn ranch mind. is there, I'll, I'll have it with ranch. Ranch is sure. glorified mayonnaise. That's all it is. It's just, okay, it's mayonnaise is great. Blue cheese is disgusting. Mayonnaise is disgusting. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's, you know, good cheese Jeez. smells uh, like butt. I'm fits, and I have my turkey sandwich with just cheese and bread. Uh, can, can you give me some blue cheese with my wings? Ugh. You know what? I order, like, when I want to dip my fries in something, like everybody used to dip their fries in ranch, that's that's old school. No, no, no. You dip your fries in blue cheese now. Like, it actually tastes good. Like, Let's do a poll on Twitter. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I'm going to lose this poll because, like, the people that respond just don't have any common sense or taste. Like, I, I know I know that my pop, my opinion is not popular. Yeah, I don't want my mouth smelling like fart. That's, that's because people don't want to eat blue cheese. No, that's that's common sense. Well, I don't know if you know this, but they make a thing called a toothbrush and toothpaste. And you can take care of that fart taste. Like, that, that's a, look, <laughs> good cheese smells like butt. We all know that, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> These are the hot food takes you can only get on fits and air. You know what you're used to eating. Uh, blue... <laughs> What? What? Oh, just call what? me Stephen A. Oh, uh, blue cheese or ranch? Triple eight. Say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. If we still have a show in ten minutes, I have no idea. Tune in for baseball action tomorrow. The Giants host my beloved side piece Mets. Coverage begin at three thirty p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You do not want to miss it. Uh, we'll keep the raging debate about blue cheese and ranch. Plus, there was actually one significant thing that happened in the game last night that I think is a method for every single team in the playoffs, and it's an education that I got from Harry Doug- Douglas. We'll tell you what it is and why it could impact every team in the playoffs next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
light a candle. I could use a candle right now. Bath and Body Works, call us. Three weeks. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. I'm openly shilling. Jason Fitz, Harry Douglas. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We were going to talk about sports, but at this point, the phone lines are slammed. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. I gave a not-so-controversial take, in my mind, that wings are better with blue cheese than ranch because ranch is glorified garbage. Uh, and it has fired everybody up. Triple eight, say ESPN. We'll let you guys chime in on this as all because Harry and I have a bet now on a bucket of wings from J. Tim's, the famous place in Connecticut, based on how the Kings Warriors ser- series plays out. Christine Lisi. Uh, our friend, the Sports Center anchor extraordinaire, the most professional person here, and a person of absolute impeccable taste because her baked goods are absolute perfection, also happens to be a Buffalo native and wings expert. So, uh, Christine, let's start there. So, uh, ranch or blue cheese? What are we doing? I don't like either. <gasps> you can't put gop on what? top of your wings. And also, I don't know if you can get good wings uh, east of Rochester, New York. Okay. Okay. I, I, am I just appalled. threw down the gauntlet for my Western New York people. I, I, so is our anchor bar, like, is that still, are, are they considered good? Like, is it, when I went to Buffalo uh, once on tour, uh, it was my birthday. I took everybody to anchor bar. I went to anchor bar with everybody and I was like, let's have wings. This is the originator of the, they claimed the originator of the wings. Nobody else brought their wallet. I ended up buying wings for 20 people on my birthday. It's fine. It's fine. But I, I like, are, is that the prim, like premier Buffalo wing? I think that's one of them. I don't know. Um, I think there's a lot of places you can go to re- to get really good wings. I'm from Olean, New York, and I know there's a lot of places there you can get good wings as well, like just throughout the, the greater western New York area. But I think Anchor Bar is like they kind of, you know, have that claim to fame. All right. So Christine says- Randy's by the river in Olean. Great spot. Uh, what was that? Uh, Randy's by the river. Randy's by- All right. Team, team, Great team spot in Olean. Team road trip. All right. So uh, Christine says they don't need any, uh, any dip at all. Let's get y'all's thoughts. Ranch, blue cheese, where are we on this? Uh- Chris in Illinois. Chris, what do you got? Uh, and by the way, we have not, we have no idea what anybody's saying in this process. Ranch or blue cheese? Chris, what do you got? Harry, I got to give you credit where credit's due. Ranch does have its place. But when it comes to wings, blue cheese is king. Oh, Chris, Chris, I understand it's Love Friday, and I know what you're doing with your spare time tonight, Chris, because you like blue cheese. Team Stinky Cheese, Chris. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's uh, Jacob in Virginia. Jacob, where are we? Ranch Blue Cheese, what do you got? Jacob in Virginia. Hello. Hey, buddy, what do you got? Yep, we got you. Hey. Hey, so I you know I listen to you guys every day. I love what you guys do, but then when I heard some people dip their wings in ranch, it kind of just rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. So I just felt oh, like wow. I had to come clarify. So, oh, so uh, team blue cheese. Okay. 
Team two Blue Cheese, that's Blue two, cheese. two nothing team. And also Blue. Sterling that works with us on the show does great work. Sterling came in with Blue Cheese. I'm just letting you know that. Okay, Luke just go t- ahead. Get to right. Luke. Now, this is where this is where things get changed. Exactly. You I, notice yeah, we, the, we got the Mason-Dixon line. Once we hit the Mason-Dixon line, all bets are off on, on the ranch uh, debate. Because uh, I lived in the South. Harry lives in the South. We know you put ranch on everything. Luke in Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa, how are we feeling about ranch versus Blue Cheese, Luke? Ranch is far superior than blue cheese. <laughs> wow, something that smells like fart. Th- thank you, Luke. Thank you. And no, we call him Luke. And no, it's not Lukey Dukey. No okay. pun intended. Okay. Okay. Blue okay. cheese eaters. Okay. You know what? Hey, can I just tell you something here real quick before we take No, the next I want you to get to Johnny. No, no. I, real quick. I'm just going to tell you. Sometimes We're I on take a time the, frame. I get take to the, Johnny. I take get the to fork. Johnny. I take the fork <laughs> and I actually stick it in and I like into the dressing and I just take the chunks of blue cheese and I just eat those. Oh, oh. chill, 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 chill. Oh, oh my God. Chunks of blue I, cheese. I, I am definitely not surprised by right. you. Trust me. Johnny. You know, I know you. Johnny in Maryland. All right, Johnny Maryland, what do you got for us? Ranch or blue cheese? Boys, boys, listen, I'm from Maryland. We eat mambo sauce on everything, but blue cheese on wings, yes, sir. That's king, bro. Let's go. Three to one. All right, go to Jonathan in North Carolina. Jonathan Jonathan in North Carolina. Carolina. Jonathan in North Carolina, what do you got for us? Ranch or blue cheese? So, I don't know if Fitz had all of his four Raiders fans call in to take your side, but Ranch is way better. Oh. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> you notice a theme here? A down south versus an up north theme right now. I, I mean... That's where we are. Well, I lived in Nashville for 20 years. Doesn't that give me some... Like, don't I get some southern credit for that? I, I mean, it's still glorified mayonnaise. Uh, Joe in North Carolina. Uh, Joe in North Carolina. What do we got? Thanks for, thanks for calling us. What, what's your take on Ranch Blue Cheese? Yeah, absolutely. Tristan Harry, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I'm going with Harry on this. We've got to get him on the board. But along with that, my go-to is ranch with hot sauce or buffalo and mix it up. Stuff yes. Amazing. Yes, Joe. Yeah. Add a baby, Joe. You hey, know what it is. Joe's got to put hot sauce in there to try and dull the taste of the mayonnaise that's cutting through from that trash. You better than have to put a toothbrush in your mouth uh, so I your mean, mouth doesn't smell like butt. Go ahead, Joe in Nashville. Ever hear mints? There's mints. Uh, Joe in Nashville. All right. Uh, this is crazy. We are 3-3, three, three, Joe. We are 3-3, three to three, Joe. You are the tie-breaking going. vote. Is it blue cheese is or is it ranch? Is it's Nashville. Is it, you played for the Titans. I lived matter. in Nashville for 20 years. Joe breaks the tie. Joe, what do you got? Guys, it's not even close. It's blue cheese. Ranch is garbage. Yeah. And i got to be honest with you. The only, oh. the, only, the only two things more overrated than ranch is a BLT sandwich and a, and, the, and the other one is provolone cheese. It's not sharp. All of them just garbage. Bitsy, we, wish you, we miss you on morning radio out here in Nashville. Thanks uh, for taking the call. Love the show. Have a come on, Broadway, Joe. Thanks. Joe. For, hey, hey, I miss. I miss. Uh, you know, I miss that city. But man, I agree with everything Joe just said. BLTs wildly overrated. Fitz, get pro, to Tyler and West Palm. Okay? Is it, Stop Provo- trying to stall so you can I end the winner. I thought that was a tiebreaker. Get to uh, Tyler okay, Ty and West won, Palm. Right? Four three. I mean, get to go. Tyler. Tyler and West Palm Beach. Tyler, what do you got for us? Ranch or blue cheese? It's ranch all day. And if there you we go, baby. You don't like mayonnaise? That's un-American. There we go. Four Mayonnaise to four. Is disgusting. It's all tied up. Four nothing, to four. Nothing will make me skip. Like the good news for me is that I can just skip a sandwich if it has mayo on it. So like that, there is just there is no chance. Do, if, do if, we have a tiebreaker? Do we have one more person for a tiebreaker? Okay. Uh, what 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 are we doing here, Dev? Do we have do we have one more? Rick in West Palm, West Beach. Palm Beach. Another Let's West Palm go, Beach Rick. man. I, I don't love my odds in West Palm Beach. Rick, what do you got? Ranch or blue cheese? 
I'm going to tell you, blue cheese. You, oh, what do they do? They put blue cheese over the top of your steaks. Man, what 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 else do you need to say? I haven't gone to a steakhouse yet. This smothering the top of my steak with ranch dressing. Yes, sir. Oh man! Yes, oh, so so he's a ranch guy. No, no, no. He said I haven't been to a steakhouse yet that smothers my steak in ranch. Yeah, nice it's try, Harry. Blue cheese. Oh, and okay. he's right. You know that when you're going to all your fancy roost, Chris, and getting like the like splattering plates. If, you if know. I go anywhere and mm-hmm. they put blue cheese on my steak. I'm going to try my best to get the chef fired. Yeah, but here's the thing. I'm going to order that blue cheese on my steak sitting right across from you. I can't get ranch on my steak. That's all I'm saying. So there's a difference between blue cheese dressing and blue cheese crumbles, though. Like, give me, like, fresh blue cheese crumbles all day on, like, the top of a steak. Oh, yeah, black and blue. No way. Absolutely. But but blue cheese dressing, no. Is this a a cultural thing here? A down south and a cultural thing, I think. Uh, a culture thing. I don't know what you're referencing. Uh, people, <laughs> I can't stand. I, I can't. I, can't I, 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 I don't know. No, I get. I like both of the wings, but I'm I'm picking blue cheese. Wait, 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 wait. It should be noted on our show staff that works with us every day. Sterling also voted blue cheese. That is true. Which uh, I'm not well, saying anything. I'm just saying that ruins your culture argument because uh, Sterling's <laughs> Sterling's. <laughs> Sterling. Sterling is black. Okay, he's black. <laughs> Damn it, you win. You win, blue cheese. <laughs> All right, speaking of cheese curds, the Packers are on the clock in the Fitz and Harry mock draft next. Uh, we'll we'll get to uh, the next two picks in our mock draft, but first Harry has to tell you this about Granger. <laughs> for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality su- supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Woo! Fitz and Harry, the podcast. NFL Draft. So you ready for the draft? Let's get started. Live from downtown Kansas City, Missouri. The NFL Draft is officially open. It all begins with round one, Thursday, April 27th on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and on ABC. With the first pick. It's Fitz and Harry, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Presented by Progressive Insurance, your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with their easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. It's the single greatest mock draft in the history of all mock drafts. We're using buddies, famous people, friends, superfans to make the picks for their respective teams. We are all the way already amazingly to pick number 14. It's time time. The Green Bay Packers are on the clock. Here's former Packer and host of Wildey and Tausch, 
from ESPN Radio Wisconsin, Mark Tauscher with the pick. With the 15th pick in the 2023 Fitz and Harry mock draft, the Green Bay Packers select Dalton Kincaid, tight end, Utah. Mel Kuyper Jr., player profile. The game that put him on the national map was the game against USC this year. 16 receptions in that game, one touchdown. Think about the Oregon game with 11 catches as well. 2022, 70 receptions, 13-yard average, and eight touchdowns. 16 receiving touchdowns the last two years. He is the ultimate move tight end with his height, his length. He can make bad throws catchable. He can be the quarterback's best friend. These will improve, though, on his blocking to be a complete player in the NFL. It's been 21 years since the Green Bay Packers used a first-round pick on an offensive skill position, and what a better time than to do it with their first-year starting quarterback, Jordan Love. They did not do it with Aaron Rodgers, and the cupboard is bare at tight end. They have Bob Tunyon left for Chicago. You don't know what's going to happen to Mercedes Lewis. This position needs talent, and it needs some youth, and with the 15th pick, the Green Bay Packers added that for Jordan Love. So he becomes the first tight end off the board. Harry Douglas, what do you think? I love it. You talk about a guy, the athleticism really jumps off the chart. And you look at where the game has gone today. You look at the Kelseys, you look at the Darren Wallers. You also um, look at a, a lot of other guys at that position that can really be a matchup nightmare and give you an advantage in the pass game. He has to become better as a run blocker. But I think when you have a guy like that that can run routes as a pass catcher, and you can be a matchup nightmare against safety, against linebackers. I think you got to take him here also. Pair him up with Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jordan Love. Let that young nucleus build together so they can become something special in the future. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. And by the way, I, I should remind everybody with Dalton Kincaid. He's a Vegas kid that was a zero-star recruit. He played mostly basketball. As you know, that translates well at the tight end position, but literally didn't get anybody to even look at him to play college football. At one point when he was enrolling, he actually considered just studying overseas and not playing football at all. So you think about the journey and the path for him for somebody that didn't play a lot of high school football, mostly played basketball, AAU champion, all of those things. He's still growing into who he's going to be, but man, he feels like the guy that can grow into being a Travis Kelsey type dominant player. Well, you look at the history of, of, of the of some of this game's uh, most phenomenal tight ends. You look at Tony Gonzalez, Jimmy Graham. What's the one that played in San Diego? I can't remember his name right now. And, uh, Antonio um, Gates. Antonio Gates. All those guys have basketball backgrounds. So when you have a guy like Kincaid that has that background as well, it's a no-brainer to draft him because you know what you're getting from that product. Yeah, absolutely. I love this pick, Dalton Kincaid. I also love the trolling of the Packers finally picking a weapon when they're no longer going to have Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. That means it's again time for the Chimes. The Washington Commanders are now on the on the clock. So, for this pick, our buddy, he was with us just a little bit ago, Super Commanders fan, ESPN NBA analyst, Tim Legler makes the pick. Legs, what you got? With the 16th pick in the 2023 Fitz and Harry mock draft, the Washington Commanders select Darnell Wright, offensive tackle from the University of Tennessee. Mel Kuyper Jr., player profile. You look at Darnell Wright, 42 career starts, 27 at right tackle, 13 at left tackle, 2 at right guard. Did a great job this year against Will Anderson Jr. in that game against Alabama, neutralizing Will Anderson Jr. Tried really everything to get after the quarterback, couldn't. Also really solid in some other big games as well, but you got to love their versatility. But ultimately, I think he has got a chance to settle in as a Pro Bowl right tackle. 
Commanders need help up front, period. Their pass protection was not very good last year, particularly the first half of the season, and they became a team that wanted to run the ball in early downs. That's especially going to be true with Sam Howell as your starter going into the season. He has exactly one NFL game under his belt, so it's critical to protect your quarterback and also improve your run game. I think the commanders are loaded at the skill positions. Their defense is pretty solid. So I'm going with an offensive tackle in the first round. I know it's not a sexy pick, but it fills a need. And I think Darnell Wright has a chance to be an all-pro. Harry, he becomes our third offensive lineman on the board in this mock draft exercise in the first 15 picks. What do you think? I think uh, one of the games that stand out the most was the game against Alabama, Will Anderson Jr. I was there on the field watching uh, Darnell play in that matchup. I think you're getting a solid guy from top to bottom, from his size, from his pass protection to his run blocking. And what they're going to do in Washington is run the football, right? I understand that they got a new offensive coordinator. He's going to do some great things. But you want to make sure that your quarterback is comfortable. They gave up nine sacks against the Philadelphia Eagles in their first matchup this season. That cannot happen with Sam Howells at the quarterback. I do like Sam Kasimi at the guard position. Andrew Wiley, they brought him over from Kansas City as well. So you have two solid guys there. You add one more who I think could be a staple in your offensive line, not just for this year, but for years to come in your future. Solid, solid pick. And he shined not just in the Alabama game. It was multiple games throughout his career. I think when you think about what we talked to Will Anderson about a couple of days ago and we asked him who the toughest person he faced was, mm-hmm. he said without hesitation, Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright is flying up draft boards, but he's been here before. It's the opposite of Dalton Kincaid. You're talking about when he was recruited, he was the number two offensive lineman in his class. He was a five-star recruit. He was a massive, massive addition from the day he stepped on campus. He has managed all that pressure. He has put on more size and more strength. I, I don't think you can ask anything more for Darnell Wright than what he's given through his college career you know what I'm gonna love the most if he ends up going to Washington in real life he's gonna have to go against Chase Young he's gonna have to go against Montez Sweat if Jonathan Allen or Deron Payne and those guys move outside he's gonna have to practice against them so he's gonna get those practice reps against elite talent so when he gets to a game it's gonna be that much easier for him it's also interesting whatever Washington's gonna do at this pick because when you're starting to talk about picking in the middle of the first round all of the quarterbacks are gone except for Hendon Hooker If you're Washington, are you patient? If the board is playing out the way that some of us think it's going to be playing out at this point, are you patient and just take the best offensive lineman? In a a year where we know that, frankly, last year we saw how devoid the the league is a talent, particularly on the offensive line, you need them. Do you just sit back, stay patient, take the best offensive lineman, or are you aggressive to try and move up and take a quarterback for a team that I still think shouldn't believe in Sam Howell as their long-term answer. Really going to be interesting. We don't let anybody trade in the mock draft, but if Washington is sitting here, it'll be interesting to see what their exercise is when it comes particularly to patience and the draft board. All right, uh, that is. those are our four picks. We will continue this all the way through uh, all 31, because remember, the Dolphins forfeited their first-round pick. All 31 picks will be made over the course of the days as we lead up to the NFL draft. Don't forget, you can watch every pick on ESPN. You can hear every pick on ESPN Radio. You can watch Harry and I on all of the digital platforms for all of the picks from day one and day two. Are we about to see the king come out of hibernation That's next, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. (laughs) 
this week on Fitz and Harry. I can't have Evan out here saying he's the real Slim Shady. Like, that, that, that doesn't... I'm him. <laughs> he tried it. He tried it. I, I, I'm, I tried, him. Uh, I'm, hi, I'm him. Hey, hey, hey! It's Fat Albert! Hey, hey, hey! It's Fat Albert! Will Anderson joins us right now when I'm doing all the bio work, getting ready for the draft. Everybody keeps referring to your dad as Big Will. You're huge. How big is Big Will? Big Will is not Little Will now. <laughs> Tyree Wilson. Well, I'll end with this. Like I told Will Anderson Jr. yesterday, when I see guys the size of yourself in him, and I got to chip and bang you as a wide receiver, as a small wide receiver, mm-hmm. all I can say is, damn, Tyree, damn. <laughs> I, I bet it. I bet it feels a little different chipping me to him. That's all oh, I got. No. Because you was on here, Adam Silver, Adam Silver, please, please suspend Draymond, please, please. But when it comes to the Mets and Max Scherzer, tell it to the judge, Max. Should we take Fitz and Harry to, like, the islands? Justin Craig, our boss, has, has chimed in regarding the islands, and he said, if the <laughs> islands include Staten or Long, let's go. I mean, I'll go to any of these islands if I can drink Long Islands uh, while I'm, while I'm. By the way, a Long Beach, much more delightful than a Long Island. Long Beach just takes the Coke out and replaces it with cranberries. So you get a little bit of the cranberries. A lot of sex on the beach. Yep. Yeah, well, uh, you're gonna have to buy me dinner first. I will love you anyway, even if I cannot stay. Here is where you want. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Love Show Fridays. Mind and I can't deny Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We've been talking a lot about the dangerous precedent. What are we doing? Philadelphia 76ers get a win over Brooklyn, but in that process, we watched James Harden be ejected for a, a, a play that seems to be hard to find intent. We watched Joel Embiid on the ground trying to kick somebody else in the Mike and Ikes. Doesn't seem to be any problem finding intent. Not ejected. Trying to figure out what all of it means is wildly confusing, and trying to figure out how to make sense of it is also difficult. Well, Doc Rivers, the Sixers head coach, just moments ago said this about the recent ejections in the NBA playoffs. You know, listen, and I'm going to say this, probably shouldn't. Uh, Didn't think Draymond should have got suspended. Um, And I think the league is setting up a very dangerous precedent right now. Uh, And this is not me campaigning, all right? And I'm dead serious. And I said it kind of yesterday before. Uh, I wish I had said it louder. Um, but uh, if we're going to start punishing the retaliators and not the instigators, then we got a problem. If I was at a park, and I'm going to make this point, and you stood over me, we're going to have a problem. You know, but these guys know they can do it because they know most likely you can't do anything. Um, I mean, I'm not you know, picking on Claxton, but I don't think at a park you're standing over Joel. You know, but when you got the ref and everybody else there, uh, you know nothing's going to happen. And, and, and so, it, to me, and all I'm saying is this, and this is what I'm concerned by, is teams targeting the better players with instigation to get them thrown out, and the better player has to be above, you know, and can't retaliate. And so we're asking our stars to turn their heads a whole bunch more than they, they, they can at times. Mm. Sounds good to me, Doc. Uh, and I go back to Draymond first, right? 
when you had Sabonis grabbing his leg. Well, you know, Draymond never steps on him if he doesn't grab his leg. You look at the situation last night, the Embiid situation never happens if Claxton doesn't step over him, right? Those are the things that Doc Rivers is talking about. You can't just absolve and not give a steep punishment to the guys that are instigating it and then asking stars in certain situations to be the bigger person. Like, it's cr- that's crazy to me. But but you can because that's what we do in society, right? Like, yeah, but this is not society. We not we can't bring society in professional sports. This is not society, Fitz. But, so, but, no, you can't. But you can if you're on the – to use this exact, exact example, if I'm on the playground and I stand over Joel Embiid and I'm going to beat your ass and, and I'm going to say it just like that. If and, somebody stand over me, we, we fighting. Yeah, and, Bottom and, line. And, and the end of the day, that's fine. You want to beat my ass, that's fine. What happens? Not you when, and exactly no, 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 but general. we're using this example. Like, we're <laughs> yeah, playing yeah. white man can't jump, and I'm standing over Harry, and I'm like, what, what, what? And then you turn around and you beat my ass. When the cops come, I'm not getting in trouble. You are. Like, that's the way That's the way the world works. Like, that, like it or not, how often do you have to tell your kids, like, turn the other cheek, man. You just got to gotta walk away. Like, it's not an easy message, but it's real in life. Like, it, it, there is some level. What are we going to do? We're going we're gonna to punish somebody for instigating something? Like, that's a slipperier slope. Like, that's the opposite of what we talked about earlier. Like, if we, if we turn around and punish Claxton for standing over Joel... That doesn't make any sense. And you can clap back. You can yell at somebody without trying to kick him in the in the skittles. No, I I I I don't I don't agree with that, man. I just don't. I just don't because it's clearly a theme in these NBA playoffs that lesser players, and I won't say Sabonis is a lesser player, but you know how important Draymond is to the Golden State Warriors. And then you see what Claxton was doing to Joel Embiid. You, we can't have players, and then you look at Dylan Brooks and what he's doing to LeBron James. You got people purpose, uh, purposeful trying to, you know, get you know bigger name players to clap back so they can get kicked out of games. Like that, that's crazy to me. And then we don't, they don't get punished for it. I mean, how are you going to punish somebody for? Well, like I, I, you know, I don't. You trash talked him. Like that's the the hard part about it. Like this is where the world is. This is why every time there's a, and I use this phrase. Knowing it'll incite some people. Well, but I'm every saying, time growing up like, in school, if two people get in a fight, the instigator and the person that probably punched the instigator, both people got in trouble when I was growing up in school. I mean, man, if, did the talker get in trouble if the talker didn't swing back? Like, if I'm looking at you and I'm just yap, 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 yap in high school and you just haul off and punch me, which one of us is getting suspended? Not me. Well, both, probably both of us. Nah, nah. If I like, I'm getting suspended if I if I shove you if I, there's physical altercation. But if well, it goes, we're from not going to give you a pass for being an a hole. Oh, I, I I spent my whole life getting a pass <laughs> for being an a hole. What are you talking about? Like, I, th- that's just what hard. I don't know how you legislate intent on that side of it either. Like, I hear what Doc's trying to say. I just don't think there's an easy answer. Uh, they'll keep breaking it down for you on Candy and Carlin as always. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Have a glorious weekend. Thanks for listening to Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio.